This episode of The Ridiculous Hour is lovingly dedicated to the Colonel, James Eldon Simmons. Welcome to the Ridiculous Hour Foundation, where we exist to inspire lives ridiculously responsive to the promptings of God. My name is Kat Silverglate, and this is our May 2021 Mobile Monthly Mission, Breaking the Ice. Here's the story. The first time I attended an event where the icebreaker actually melted the hesitation that holds people apart like cubes of ice in a freezer tray, The leader was anything but coddling or slow to turn up the social temperature. Instead, his voice was friendly but commanding, and his approach was much the same. Clear, firm, directive, and very decisive. We were about to spend the next four hours in a spiritual formation class where we'd gain a greater understanding of gifts and how God uses them in the local church for the sake of the world. We called this leader Colonel, because he had served more than 40 years in the National Guard. This guy was the real deal. He'd overseen security when Nixon came to South Florida. He escorted governors. He assembled troops to maintain order during Hurricane Andrew and so many other things. We knew by his temperament, the good Colonel didn't plan to waste a second of our time or his own. His voice boomed us to attention. I don't remember exactly how the instruction went, but it was something like this. You each have a folder with a number on the back. That number matches a group number on the wall behind you. Find your number on the wall and stand with your groupmates in a circle around the large piece of paper on the floor. Go. We all flipped our folders. We found our numbers. We looked over at the wall and sure enough, evenly spaced on the floor in front of each number, was a large paper, larger than a pizza box, but not much bigger than a large poster board. Slowly we got up and formed circles with our new groupmates. His clarity and his directness made it easy. We ended up in sets of about 10. It's been nearly two decades since I attended the event, but I wonder now, as I fight to reconstruct this for you, if that was intentional, the number of 10 intentionally similar to the number of compartments in the average ice cube tray. Whatever the reason, he sure had gotten us out of our separate individual slots and into tight circles with astounding speed. Then our next directive came much the way the first had, concisely, clearly, and without a lot of extra words. This activity will be complete when the first group to have all 10 participants place their full weight on the paper for the same 10 seconds, and they yelled, done. Are there any questions? We were like deer in the lights of oncoming traffic, frozen with the knowledge we couldn't get out of the way fast enough for the coming collision. Oh no, it was too late to run out the door or say, never mind, or I'll take this class later. We were doing this now, comfortable or not, introvert or extrovert, longtime friends or mere acquaintances. Here we go. Any questions? Can we do something a little less, I don't know, awkward? (laughs) I didn't say it, but for an extreme extrovert like me to even be thinking of it, uh, it'll tell you something. Finally, he broke the silence with the concise directive, start. We looked at the paper 
and we looked at each other and we laughed. <laughs> no way, someone finally said. The chatter in the room started to rise as groups came up with various strategies on how to accomplish the goal. Eventually, someone in my group suggested we tear the paper into 10 pieces and have each person stand on their own separate square. That was brilliant. That's it, we thought. Well, no, it wasn't it because the colonel didn't think that was it. He shut that one down before we could rip the paper. He was listening intently to our ideas circling the room. He already knew what the answer was. You may not cut or tear or alter your paper in any way. Please continue. Finally, I think we just started removing our shoes and getting as close as we could on our square to see how many people would fit. One of the teen teenagers finally got on his dad's back and two of the best friends hugged each other as tight as they could standing on each other's feet and then, well, you get the idea. When most of the feet were on, we wrapped our arms around each other really tight, pulled for balance, lifted up our other leg, and counted really fast. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. When the word done came out, it was followed by the sound of groups releasing each other into a <laughs> puddle of laughter. The ice wasn't just broken, it was melted. And we'd only been at it for about 10 minutes. Somewhere at the peak of the pandemic, this feeling of separateness became overwhelming for most of us. And it wasn't just the social distancing we were doing or the masks we wore. It was all this division in the world and the fear of saying the wrong thing with the rightest of intentions. The fear of being judged. The kind of fear that can lead to a silence that can be interpreted any number of ways, especially the way of the miss the misinterpreted way. One Sunday while recording a socially distanced message, I spotted the sound guy in the corner of the room with a mask. It had writing on it and I couldn't really make out what the words were until he came toward me to adjust my microphone. The message melted me. It was concise and clear, only two words. You matter. You matter. It felt so personal, directed at me. My eyes teared up involuntarily. It touched something, something deep. Where'd you get that mask, Josh? My friend is selling them to support suicide awareness, he said. Can you get me one? I reached for my purse to give him some money, but he wouldn't take it. The day it arrived, I wore it to the grocery store. Well, you know that feeling you get when people are staring at you? It felt like everybody was looking at me, and I mean everybody. After months of very little eye contact or connection, people were looking intently at my face, directly at my face, reading the mask, and then looking from the words, you matter, into my eyes. And then smiling or asking, where'd you get that? Or nodding or waving or gesturing in some way with their upward thumbs or their receptive eyes. I just kept wearing it wherever I went because I loved watching how it affected people. I loved how their reaction to it affected me. It broke something, melted something. 
I was desperately missing the warmth of social interaction, the eye contact, the smiles, the ability to come together in some way. Everything has been so icy for so very long. So I started wearing it wherever I went out. When my husband would go with me, he'd smile every time it happened. Wow, wherever you go with that thing, people notice, don't they? Finally, it was just so ridiculously frequent and wonderful that I ordered a bunch and started giving them away. The kernel was good, but this, this was unbelievable. I have so many stories about the ice that was broken because of the words on this mask. Like the three guys who work at the UPS store in my neighborhood, all three named Daniel, by the way, <laughs> who kept recognizing me when I showed up at the store. Hey, we know you, we love that mask. How you doing today? That's how I know their names. And the story of how their boss distinguishes three employees with the same first name. They all have a You Matter mask now. There is no awkward moment with the Daniels cubed. There is the beginning of connection. The ice is clearly gone. Or the high school girl in my neighborhood, Mel. She was walking her dog as I was unloading my car one day in the driveway. Ooh, I want one of those, cat. Where'd you get that? I need one of those. I ran inside, I gave her one. A few weeks ago, we saw her walking in the neighborhood. As she got closer to us, we could see you matter all over her face. You matter, I said as we passed her on the street. You matter, she responded with a giggle. Whatever awkwardness there might otherwise be between 50-somethings and teenage kids, broken, two words, clear, concise words. Or my favorite, the Holiday Inn Express clerk who was checking us in for a one-night layover in Savannah. I was walking toward the desk, reaching for my wallet, and she got visibly emotional as she read my mask. I, I need one of those. Wh where can I get one of those? I gave her the website of the guy who makes them. I told her the story of what had been happening as I wore this mask around. And then I went up to the room and I decided it was time to order more. I wish I had had one in my purse just to hand her when that happened. When I logged onto the site that I had just given her, the words out of stock was written over all of the products. So I went back down the elevator. I made eye contact with her as I was approaching the desk again. And before I could say anything, she said out of stock. She had already checked. <laughs> I know, that's why I came back down. If this isn't too weird for you, I will send you one in the mail if you give me your address. I, I run a nonprofit called The Ridiculous Hour. I promise I'm not a weirdo. You can look me up. She whipped her pen out so fast to write down her name and her phone number. And just to be safe, because she didn't know me, she told me to send it to the hotel address. Very smart lady, very smart. Let me pay you, she said. Nah, I'm good. I'll send it when I get back from my trip, I promise. And then, as I was just about to get in the elevator, I looked back at her. You matter, I said. She smiled. As this whole thing has been unfolding, I have been reflecting on why such a concise message might have such an extraordinary response from people. Why those words seem to melt barriers. I know that 
Only God knows the truest answer to this question. But here's my best attempt at making sense of it. When God made us, he didn't just make us like all the other matter in the universe. He didn't say, you are matter. He said, you matter in a unique way to me. He made us in his image. Unlike anything else in the universe, we are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. You matter. You matter to God personally. How personally? He sent his one and only son to die for you. I can't think of anything more personal. When you say you matter personally, it's a really intense statement, isn't it? Because that statement raises kind of a reflex in us. And the reflex sounds like this. Why would I matter to you? (laughs) Who do I matter to and why? It's ice crushing. It's heart of stone to heart of flesh kind of stuff. It's life altering. It melts people because it is intended to undo us when the Lord calls us by name and says, you matter to me. So our mission this month is based on those two simple words, you matter. In your mission pack, you're gonna find something that looks like a postcard. That whole postcard is a giant sticker. The first thing you should do is cut out the two long rectangles with the words you matter on them. When they're cut out, they almost look like a strip from a label maker. They are stickers. They have clear backing, and even though it's a little hard to find the edge of how to peel that backing off, I promise that if you work at it with your thumb long enough, you can peel it off and make it a sticker. So what do you do with the sticker? The first sticker is for you. You matter. You matter personally to God. Some of us know this. Some of us don't believe it. Some struggle with it. Some need a reminder. Some, some, Something having to do with you personally is the point of that first sticker. Pray about it. Look at it. Ask God to reveal this truth to you. Do I matter to you personally? Why do I matter to you personally? Do you know me by name? Ask him to deepen it, to explode it in you. Me, this is what I did with my sticker. I put my sticker on the inside of my You Matter mask so that now, every time I go to put it on, I see that message facing me. It still melts me. It reminds me of his ridiculous love. Love I can't earn. You can do whatever you want with your sticker. You can put it somewhere else. But the idea is for you to put it somewhere during the month of May where you can see it facing you where you can face this reality and explore it with God. The first sticker is for you. The second sticker is our very best attempt at at an affordable idea for a simple custom You Matter mask. Consider taking the second sticker and putting it on the outside of a plain mask. And when you do that, consider wearing it around and seeing what God does with it, seeing how people react to it. If you're up for it, Wear this as your finish line mask. This whole mask thing isn't going to last forever. It's going to be over eventually. What a way to transition from all of this icy, cold separation to connecting with those around us 
that God puts directly in our paths on a day-to-day basis. Consider writing down some of the reactions you get and sharing them with us. We would so love to hear about it. And if you don't want to put your sticker on a mask, that's okay. Consider putting it on something that faces out to others where you can somehow see their reaction. Make it your own. You get the idea. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you have no idea where to start with God, don't you worry. He started with you a very long time ago. He will never stop pursuing you, never stop knocking. The question for each and every one of us is this, will we respond? That is the mission after all, inspiring lives ridiculously responsive to the promptings of God. So now let's go out as May presents us with its springy days and tell ourselves and others, you matter. You matter to God. Amen? Amen.